Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're gonna be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Hello, ladies. It is so good to be here with you today, as always. I always appreciate the time that you spend with me here on this channel, and I try to provide as much good quality information as possible for you. And today is no different. I have a really great conversation that I think you're going to be interested in because it keeps coming up in all of the conversations I have with the women that I do coaching with, and it's around perfection. And sometimes the need that we as women have to get things perfect before we're willing to step out. And so I'm bringing you this topic in a really interesting way today because I've got a guest who's here with me and she is contributing to a book um, that is really interesting. It's called Be the Beacon and she's contributing to this book and she's talking in the book about her own kind of experience in overcoming perfectionism and the anxiety it created for her and really helped her create the courage to step out and become more of her authentic self so that she can be the beacon of light for her clients. So today I want to introduce you to Jess Pere, who is the owner, founder, and magician of Alchemy Learning Solutions. Jess, it is so nice to have you here today. Thank you for being my guest. Thank you for having me, Susan. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. It's going to be fun. Jess, before we get into the conversation, tell my listeners anything that you think they need to know about you in order to set context to where we're heading. Sure. Yeah. So I am um, an entrepreneur. I've only been in the business for less than a year. So I'm still I'm still in that learning process. <laughs> and um I have a background in education and nonprofit, always wanted to help people. Um, and I am from the Northeast. I love to hike. And um, I am just really glad to be talking about this because it has had such an impact in my life. And um, I see how my friends, my family, my colleagues are uh, held back yeah. by this need to be perfect mm -hmm. and to prevent failure at all costs. Oh, amen, sister. And I know a lot of people listening here are definitely relating to you right now. How did it first show up for you, Jess? How did you know, like put a label on it, that it was the perfectionism that was kind of causing blocks for you? Mm. Yeah. I mean, how did it first show up? Gosh, I think about uh, myself in high school. And I remember I had some kind of assignment, maybe it was in English, and I um, I had procrastinated till the very last minute, which is something that perfectionism um, causes you to do, <laughs> right? Because if you don't start, you can't fail. 
Um, <laughs> so I procrastinated and then I was so overwhelmed with the stress of trying to produce this, uh, this report that was at a standard, um, that was way higher than, you know, many other people might have. Um, and I just, I was sitting, I remember this vividly on the stairs to the basement of my house. I don't know why I chose that spot, but, and I, I was sobbing and my mom was just kind of standing there looking at me like, what's happening right now? Um, because it was just a paper, just a paper. And I, you know, I was a straight A student. So what's the big deal? Even if I, if if it flunked on this paper, it was not going to you know, be the end of the world, but it felt like it to me. Mm -hmm. So I think about that moment. And then, um, you know, I just always had high standards, um, throughout my career. And, um, if people, if my bosses weren't effusive in their praise, I was like, Oh God, something's wrong. I messed up. I'm not doing good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the first time I received feedback, constructive feedback from a boss, I was, I was seven years, 10 years into my career. And it, shook me. Um, she, and what she said to me was, she said, sometimes you can come across as nitpicky. Oh, and I was like, Ooh, that <laughs> doesn't feel good. <laughs> I don't want that. I was like, I just have attention to detail. Like, why can't you see that? Um, but it really was this level of perfectionism that was causing um, distance between myself and my colleagues. And I didn't even realize it. Wow. That is so fascinating. I was just watching, um, a show yesterday. I think it was 60 minutes or one of those Sunday morning magazine shows. Right. And they were talking about how we are all, and it starts in youth. So that's why I'm like interested that you gave a story back to your high school age, but it's talking about youth today and how they are so obsessed with getting into the right schools and, and making sure that they're, they're at 4.0 or above on the great point average. And the stress and anxiety that it puts on these kids is overwhelming. So it, it starts at a young age and then as you evolved into owning your own business, how did you, how did you kind of build that bridge between what you saw as a teenager and what you were experiencing in your business? Yeah. Um, I think the first big aha moment that I had was before I actually even started this business. Um, I remember considering it and I was meditating one day and I, I thought, Oh God, I have no idea what I'm doing. No idea what I'm doing. Like, how could I possibly do it? And, and then this divine inspiration came in and said, you don't need to know how to do it. You just need to know what questions to ask. Oh, yeah. That's huge. Whoa. Okay. I don't need certainty. I don't need to have every last detail planned out. I don't need to figure it all out and control it all right now. I just need to come up with a list of questions and then like talk to people and Google things, <laughs> access resources, not try to do it all by myself. Wow, I can do that. Interesting. So you you call it divine inspiration, but there was intuition. You can name it a lot of different things. Um, but a lot of times we get that slow, right? Coming to us 
Sometimes we choose to act on it and sometimes we don't. What do you think changed for you so that you were willing to listen to that and and have it have an influence or impact on how you look at perfection? Yeah. I think it for me really comes back to um my journey around anxiety. And I know that's been a hot topic in the past year and a half with lots of mental health challenges coming for people with the pandemic, the isolation and all of the unknown. Um, And it just so happened that right at the beginning of the pandemic, before it even came to the news cycle, I had already connected with an, um, an anxiety disorders clinic to receive treatment. So I began my treatment right at the start of COVID. I was like, wow, this is <laughs> well-timed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, you know, I, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, which um, felt really reassuring to me um, in a strange way, you know, because I didn't realize that my internal experience was not required. It wasn't, <laughs> you know, I was suffering when I didn't need to be. Mm, That's a pretty big aha moment there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I embarked on over, I guess, about a year worth of um, cognitive behavioral therapy Mm -hmm. and learned a ton of strategies and practiced them for how how to identify when an anxious thought was behind the scenes um, and how to, how to, train my brain to realize that uncertainty because anxiety is all about fear about the future, fear of what's uncertain. Mm. So to train my brain that uncertainty is not dangerous. And so when I had that moment before I started my business of, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yes. I was able to take a step back and say, that's okay. It's mm. not dangerous. Oh, can we go down both of those paths really quickly? Because I think it's really an interesting um, juncture to be at. So if you had the thought, I don't know what I'm doing, and you felt anxious, what was the fear underneath that? And then go the other direction and say, I don't know what I'm doing, and that's okay. And, and tell us what is the end of that juncture. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So um, what I learned in cognitive behavioral therapy is that anxiety always tells you it's going to be the worst case scenario, right? So (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing leads to, and if I don't know what I'm doing, then I'm going to invest all this money in starting a business and my time and my energy, and I'm going to fail and I'm going to be a laughing stock and everybody's going to judge me and reject me. And I'm going to have no money and no career and I'll waste all this time. And then I'll probably be out on the street and then I'll die. Mm. So, so it usually leads to death. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And yeah. perfection is at the base of it. So knowing exactly what to do and how to do it perfectly leads to the thought that if I don't, boom, this sure disaster is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Through cognitive therapy, you were able to switch that thought pattern to a new one. Mm-hmm. And how does that one play out for you? Um, well, so the cognitive therapy actually doesn't, doesn't replace the thought with a different thought. Their, um, their approach is really to just allow the uncertainty. And so what I would do is I would practice something called exposure statements. Mm -hmm. So I would take that fear. Um, I, you know, 
And, and they would say, what's the uncertainty that you need to tolerate? Okay, the uncertainty is, I don't know if I'll be successful in my business. Mm-hmm. And so then the exposure statement is, maybe I won't be successful in my business. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I will. Who knows if I'll be successful? Maybe I won't be successful. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of repeat that over and over, training your brain by the fact that you're doing it on purpose, mm. that uncertainty is okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, but to answer your question, um, other thoughts that I have practiced are, um, yeah, just, that's true. I don't know what's going to happen. I may make a mistake. I probably will make a mistake Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Everybody does. I'm doing the best I can. Okay. So just really communicating in essence with your own self, your inner self Mm -hmm. to make it okay to not know, make it okay Mm -hmm. to not be perfect. And that sounds great, but it takes time, right? It took a little bit of time. Like you said, you worked on it for about a year. Do you find Mm -hmm. yourself, um, I don't want to say backsliding, but is it ever gone? Mm. Yeah, I wish I could say that it was, (laughs) (laughs) but that's not true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think it really depends on how well I'm maintaining my self-care practices Mm. as to, you know, the quality of my thoughts and how present my anxiety is or not. Mm. So yeah, there's a real correlation there. Yeah. That's so important because what you're doing is you're actually rewiring your brain. You're creating new pathways um, that will serve you better, but it, it doesn't happen overnight. And so being diligent about practicing it is important when it's easy to slide back into the old unhealthy pattern when I haven't gotten enough sleep, when I'm, you know, cranky because I'm dehydrated, when I haven't been outside in days, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. I was talking to another woman, um, that I'm coaching, uh, last week and, um, she is a recovering perfectionist also. I come across a lot of them, no surprise. I think that it's human nature and it's all on a spectrum, right? Um, all the way from extreme perfectionism through complete laissez-faire and most people fall to the midstream of it or further towards the per- extreme, right? But what she has realized through her discovery work that she's done is that it had it had disconnected her from herself and from others because she was afraid to show her authentic self. It wasn't good enough. And so she hid behind her perfectionism in order to be safe. So tell us, tell us Jess, if that is something that showed up for you and how that has transformed itself now um, in a better place for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you pointed out a couple of the key qualities that um, define perfectionism. So um, that fear of, of rejection, fear of failure. Um, and that's why we don't show up as our true selves. Um, and, and so to follow that line of thinking, you know, if we show up as our full self and we get rejected, yes, what does that mean? That means that I am kicked out of the tribe. I am socially ostracized and I'm probably not, not lovable. 
and I will probably die. Right. <laughs> Going down that same pathway to death. Going down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so we want to fit in. We're social animals. It's, it's, you know, deeply ingrained in our, in, you know, DNA. So if we are encouraged as kids, or if we, you know, mm. go through this process as adults to show up completely authentically with our, with all of our emotions, the good, the bad, the ugly, it's not too much. Um, you know, we're not too emotional. Mm-hmm. We're not too much of anything or too little of anything. Um, then it doesn't matter if we're perfect because we're just us and that's good enough. Yeah. So this idea that we have to be perfect stems from this deep belief that I'm not enough. Um, and that's where so much of my personal work has been to try and understand where that came from for me and, um, and heal it. And so it, it has been funny to kind of hear uh, the feedback that I've gotten along the, that journey from people. So, you know, years ago, before I really started this journey, I would hear like, you're really hard to read or you're, you're very reserved or you speak so precisely. And those were all mechanisms for me to hide. Whereas I thought, oh yeah, I'm like an open book. They've got to know, of course they know everything, but I was hiding from myself too. So, <laughs> oh, just um, as fascinating. And now the feedback that I get is like, you seem really happy. Like you're glowing. Um, you know, uh, I, I just love how authentic you are. Um, so it's not that I could see the progress in myself and validate it because mm-hmm. that's another thing that perfectionism tells us is we need to look to the outside for validation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is a mirror. And so, you know, I appreciate that my own perception of my growth is validated by how other people are responding to me too. Very cool. So tell me a little bit about the book, the Be the Beacon, and mm-hmm. your take on how dropping perfectionism can help you become a beacon for yourself mm-hmm. and others. Yeah. So Be the Beacon is, is an anthology and each chapter is a story of inspiration. And so these could be personal stories of growth. It could be related to people's, you know, entrepreneurial journeys. My story is about this journey around perfectionism and around um, really honoring and accepting my unique gifts and not trying to fit myself into anybody else's model um, and how that allowed me to create this business, which is thriving and is perfectly tailored to me. Um, it's not off the shelf. It's not some guru who, you know, taught me their method. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's what came out of me. And, um, and so by living that I am able to show others that it's possible. And so for me, this chapter is all about shining the light, like, like the light at the top of a, a lighthouse, right? It's a beacon for all the ships out there in the stormy sea to find their way to yeah. safety. So um, that's what I'm looking to do for other women entrepreneurs who are wondering like, am I good enough? Do I know enough? Have I mm-hmm. learned enough? And, and I want to say you are enough and you do know enough and you don't need to get another certification. 
um, you are, you have enough expertise that there are people out there who can learn from you and who need what you know. So beautiful. You're a great supporter. And tell us, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about your business because you do this in a very unique way that makes a difference in women's businesses or people's businesses. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. My business alchemy learning solutions is, um, really set up to work with entrepreneurs. Um, so we serve purpose-driven entrepreneurs who have a body of work, who have expertise, who have a process, um, a technique, a system, or content expertise that they want to share with a larger um, crowd of people. And they want to put themselves out there in like the boldest version of themselves, mm-hmm. let themselves be seen through an online platform So we create courses, memberships, um, hybrid programs um, that allow people to be, to reach more people, to make passive revenue, all that good stuff. Very cool. So Jess, um, how can people find you? And do you have any way for them to just take a a taste of what you do? Absolutely. Uh, They can find me online at uh, alchemylearningsolutions.com. And um, I've got a great quiz that I've developed because so many people are interested in online courses, but don't know what it takes to even think about doing it. So I've created a quiz called Are You Course Ready? And I w- it's a free quiz. Um, you can take it and, and see where you stand and what you might need to work on, if anything, or if you are more ready than you thought you were. So to access that quiz, people can go to https colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com slash are you course ready. Perfect. And we will have those links to Jess's site and to that quiz in the show notes on our website, Unstoppable Women in Business. Um, Jess, the thing I like, I took that quiz and the thing that I love about it, it is not just a thumbs up, thumbs down. Yes, you're ready. No, you're not ready. I think that you did a great job really analyzing where people are along that spectrum and are able to give them recommendations on next steps, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because again, perfectionism likes to tell you that you're either ready or not ready and it's black and white and it's fixed. But what I'm here to say is that it's not fixed. We are all in a process of evolution and growth and, and it just takes, you know, taking one more step forward in the right direction. Oh, that's beautiful. And you are the perfect person to guide someone through that process because you are very centered on this concept and in through everything you do. So it's always a pleasure to spend time with you, Jess. Thank you very much for making the time today to meet with our ladies. And ladies, if you're out there just kind of wondering, would a course make a difference in my business? Jess is here to tell you it will, but you just want to make sure you're ready and she can also help you with that as well. So check out our website to get those links. And just thanks again for your time. Have a great day today. Um, You guys go out there and get them. Come on. Lots of fun to be had out there. You go get them, girls. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you. And I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.